On the show, the race has been run and won. We reveal all from our Cedar Bay press box race. Bound for glory, we preview the Sandfield decider between Glenelg and Port Adelaide. Pike out, the Crows coach falls on his sword. Who's next at Westlakes? That's all next on the press box. We're here, we're ready, we're back, and uh, we're a little bit sore as well, if we're completely honest. (laughs) Welcome to the press box. It's uh, the day after the race to not come last, the City to Bay 2019, and... uh, we had a pretty big day yesterday, fellas. How are we today? <laughs> I'm fighting fit. I'm re- raring oh, to go. Of course you are. <laughs> Bring it on again. I'll tell you what, I've got my Skittles and I've got, I've got my can of Coke. I'm just getting through. I'm just getting through. Any uh, ice packs in here today? I don't think there are, luckily. No, no. No, no ice packs. quite easily could be, though. No, no, I was actually quite sore. I woke up sore this morning because... Uh, after the race, usually after I went, go for a run, I go home and recover properly like a 37-year-old old yes. man should. But uh, <laughs> yesterday the family was there at the finish line and then I uh, spent the next uh, three and a half hours in the beach house r- running around oh. with uh, with Archie. So that uh, sort of uh, put the uh, a, li- a little bit of soreness on top of the already huge oh, soreness. Dear. So uh, yeah, I, was a, I was a bit crook, but uh, <laughs> now nah, fighting fit. Oh, I'm the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, just getting in the stairs, uh, just to leave work today, yeah. I could hardly get down the stairs. I'm that sore. It feels like I played two games of footy in a row. Mm. I felt like I've needed an ice. But last night, I, so I've, I've just moved into my uh, new place, and yeah. um, I've been there for a little bit, but first time I've ever had a bath last night. I christened the bath. A bit of salts in the... I was, oh, the bath salts. A bath salts. Oh, wow. salts. Epsom salts, yeah. Wow. Jeez. And, I, and it hasn't helped. Wow. I still feel like... I have got it's no not legs. Yeah, nah, not good. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm with you, Jason. I'm not feeling too good either. My calf is as tight as it's possibly ever been. Drivers aren't too flash. And I managed somehow during the race to grab two 20-cent size blisters on the arch of my right foot. So I can't walk at all. I'm in dire straits. I'm just glad we got through. I'm glad we got there. And there's mm. this guy. It's the one on the right. Just... <laughs> Rue up and about. Just rue up and about. Oh, well, for those bit. those who haven't been on our Twitter, <laughs> they might not know our time. So, officially on the press box, we can reveal the 2019 winner of the race was Dale Fletcher. Well done to Dale. He finished with 61 minutes, 41 seconds. Just a minute over the hour. I'm filthy about Impressive. It. Filthy. <laughs> filthy about Why are you it? filthy? He blamed it on the girl that skins. None said. of the girl. There's a... There's a, there's a there's a bloke after the finish line, you've yes. got to get your bib scan, and yeah. that's the time. That, so the time I actually crossed the line to the time I got the bib scan, because yeah. people were like, the, at least a good minute and a half. No, you're going to blame oh, the volunteers <laughs> who work tirelessly to scan 8,000 different jerseys and, and tags, and you're, and you're going to blame him for your one minute over an hour? Yes. No. <laughs> Come on. This is unbelievable. I, I may or may not have could have ran a little bit faster. No, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> but uh, the the time there, they should they should just t- it's automatic. Just make it automated. <laughs> like how, how does it start? Surely it start like it's automated start. So I think they do have finish. an automated like. It should be automated finish. <laughs> Someone's filthy, Jase. Seriously, I tell you what, though. It's an automated start, isn't it? Yeah. We just ran through the 
the yeah. start yeah. the start yeah, line. No one scans she, every yeah, yeah, yeah. everything as you go through. So, so why the scan at the end? I think yeah. there's a confirmation. I don't know if it's actually it legit yet. time stopper. I think the the, the actual f- finish yeah. line has a has a sensor. Oh, it didn't matter because I had 12 minutes in the bank, didn't I? If you <laughs> read the next score. Well, the, the second best runner was oh. uh, Jace Kemp, and uh, <laughs> 12 minutes was, in the bank. He was 12 oh. minutes over. 73 minutes 27. Uh, I was, you know what? I'm I'm pretty upset because I was actually doing a pretty good pace. I mm. I looked down when I hit the. <laughs> funny, I've never done the course before, and you, you're obviously along uh, Anzac Highway, and uh, you come to the corner. It's, it's near South Road. Oh, the South the Gallipoli yeah. Overpass. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm turning. I see this big white thing. And I thought, you beauty. You know, <laughs> we're, there. We're, we're almost there. But it's to the bay. It's the bay. City to bay, not city to South Road. <laughs> and, then I, and then I looked down, and it's obviously the 6K mark. I, I don't know if you guys passed it. You would have passed it, but mm. how all the people lined up alongside of the road. Yeah. And it sort of gave me a bit of a, a more of adrenaline because yeah. I, wanted to, I wanted to show, and the cameras were there. Yes. I wanted to show that I was doing all right. So I sort of sped up a little bit. <laughs> And that was my down. That was my downfall. Oh no! <laughs> because I'd sped up, and then after I got past here, I got to the highway, mm. and I got a, a stitch, and I couldn't. Oh. I couldn't run anymore. It was just flat. Oh no! Every, everything hurt, and then the the eighty year old bloke that was behind me just flew straight past. <laughs> the eighty year old woman on a pram. <laughs> when I got past by a woman on a pram, a woman on a pram. I, I knew my well, pushing a pram. I knew oh, my no. day was over when I got past by her. I knew I was finished. I looked down and yeah, no good. To finish strong, did you get onto Jenny Road? No, and... I almost had to walk it. Oh, no. Well, some people that were walking it, and by the end, I'm sitting there going, if you're going to walk on the Last kilometre after you've run twelve k's, mm. you're going to get to Jetty Road and start walking. I mean, give us a spell. Run! This is the last opportunity. <laughs> run the walk, the rest of it. Run the last bit. The, so the, get him away. The the the, the thing that I didn't uh, uh, come to terms with was mm. I reckon I reckon we all ran more than twelve k because. The amount of yes. in and out. Oh, hang on a second. So he's blaming the he's blaming the person who scans the bibs, yes. and now he's saying the course isn't twelve. And the course isn't measured properly. No, 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 no. I'm saying it's twelve k. But right. when you're running, you, you you go at a at a pace. At, so mm. at at your pace. Yeah, yeah. And then you come up again. You, you run up against you know people that have started before you that clearly shouldn't have. Yeah. You know, there's people that are four abreast. You know, just mm. walking and you know. Yeah, you have to dodge. Yeah, it's a bit dodgy, and, yeah. So it's in and out, in and out, and. Along Anzac Highway, I, I ran up the footpath on the left-hand side yeah, so did I. two or three times, and then I ended up on the foot nearly in the medium strip down the down the other side. So <laughs> dodging and weaving. So you probably did the same path I did then because I, mm. I before the Etza building, you're right. Yeah. I ran up onto the foot on the left-hand footpath. There's a bit footpath. of footpath there. Yeah. It was clear air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the bit... and then I crossed over onto the other side and yeah. went, went along the other side. Yeah, wow. yeah. There, there, you go. There, there was some you know some express lanes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the, the the other I bit... might have been slowing those express <laughs> lanes down after the highway. <laughs> the other the, the other bit where you could get some clear air was around Macca's near Morfordville Racecourse where mm. they had the big uh, what the shower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the drive-through. Yeah, they, well, they had the big shower thing, and uh, everyone went into the shower mm. um, tunnel, and it was like, nah, stuff the shower, bang, straight through. 
So that that's where I'm sensational. I made the cardinal. I made the cardinal sin, and the cardinal sin is you don't have a big thing of water. Remember how I've gone on about the secret sauce? (laughs) (laughs) The secret sauce. Now Jace brought a bottle of something special to to the pre to the pre run, and we're wondering what is this stuff? Is it going to get him across the line? Served against you, didn't it? It did because uh, then I read up about how stitches are caused, and they they said if you drink directly before a race, they can cause a big stitch, and that's what I had. The secret sauce did me in. (laughs) (laughs) It was like Michael Jordan special stuff in Space Jam. We thought. This guy's gonna he's gonna explode with his gear. It's come to your own I, I demise. Did, internally. <laughs> well, unfortunately, somehow how did you, how did you go, mate? It, it did you a world of good compared to my run. I was another five minutes after you, seventy eight seventeen. So look, I came last and the bet was oh, that basically yes. the last person across last. the line. Two cartons. Yep. He has to pay up a carton for each of the others. So what do you want, boys? You got I'm coughing up now. I've lost. I, initially, it was meant to be between you two, and I had uh, a bet between... Well, the initial bet. What was the initial yeah. bet? The remember. initial bet you would have won. Really? Yes. Because it was Jace and I under 120 no, minutes. Oh, dead set. And we, yeah. well, we got 133. Oh, you beauty. So, sucked so in. I sucked. I sucked. <laughs> <laughs> At least I was on the money to start with. Oh, well, that's... All right, what do you want? You're going to have to tell me after oh, the show. We'll figure it out. All right, good. Um, <laughs> it's, it's Enough of us. It's time to get on to the real stuff that happened during the week, and uh, number one story... Of the week in Adelaide was uh, Don Pike walking out of the Adelaide Football Club. Uh, this was major news uh, to the point where every, I think every rule was thrown out the book in terms of uh, the media schedule for the day. I know ours was at 5AA and a few Ooh, other yeah. radio stations. Everyone started early and we did extended uh, stints on air. So um, I'll talk about that shortly. How about mm. we talk about uh, you, Dale? Where did it start for you? The story dropped about one thirty in the afternoon, didn't it, on Thursday? Yeah, it was just after lunch and uh, I was in at work and had everything pretty much planned for the, the next day. And it was like, yep, we're moving all this around. And then uh, the word came through from Melbourne, which sort of irked us a little bit, that mm. we got word from Melbourne that Don Pike was going to quit. So yeah. all over in Melbourne, uh, it filtered through first and then... Two minutes after that, it was the the emails come through, and yep. Uh, yep so we just uh, I just threw that plan in the bin, and uh, yeah, we uh, started again. Start so again. Uh, <laughs> clean page, yeah, yep. clean, you'll clean everything. Clean so uh, yeah, so um, uh, in the end, uh, not much of the Don Pike stuff actually was in the sports section. So mm. the mm. the the news folk took all of that. So yeah, uh, yeah I actually had to. Find more stuff uh, how, in the end. How did it unfold in TV land? Very similar to how Dale just described it. It's one of those stories where it sort of transcends sport. And, um, you know, Don Pike, the biggest sporting club in South Australia, he's the head man of it. He leads the Crows. And so if he goes, it basically becomes a news story because mm. everyone in news wants to know about it. It was a news story. Um, Max Burford did a great job in actually covering the news angle and the sports story. He had a busy day on his hands. So as soon as the information dropped that, yes, he was gone. He was going to walk. That they had released the time that he was going to do a presser. So Max was actually in the middle of another package that he quickly finished wrapping up. Yeah. Wrote that one, voiced it, then just sent straight to our editors to get it cut. Then mm. he raced down to uh, to get the presser down at Westlake's. So was able to do that. Was able to then work with the guys back in the office. And this is sometimes you have to do this as a, a, a TV journalist. You you have to you don't get a chance to come back and write your story back at base. You have to do it out on location. Yeah. So he was there writing his story, then he had to voice his story in the car, which sometimes you have to do. Yeah. Um, was able to uh, get that to air, so he, he voiced the, the news package, which was at 5 o'clock, 
and then the sport package, which was at 540, mm-hmm. um, and did a live cross for both of them. So he had wow. a huge day. So he, in all in all, he did one news package, two sport packages, uh, and then two live crosses. And then me, I was just helping him on the other end, anything he sort of needed, clipping up any vision. Yep. And then we still had the rest of sport to go through as well. <laughs> yeah. So then I was back doing uh, another package for sport. Uh, but he, yeah, he really handled that one. It was a big day. And it's sort of like Dale said, everything sort of goes out the window when that sort of information mm. comes through because oh, for sure. then the whole newsroom goes, well, that's whatever our lead story is, unless it's a, a, a murder or something along those mm. sort of lines, it's it's going to be big enough to stay the, the, the lead story. Then that gets moved. And then, okay, this is now the lead story. And everyone goes to work on trying to get that up. Wow. It, it's Well, I remember walking in. I was meant to have a meeting at about one thirty, So I came in about one o'clock and thought, beautiful, I've got an extra hour of prep because I generally get in at two so i thought oh, i'm in extra early this is fantastic the boss is sitting at my chair in my in my uh, office so i thought oh this is uh, something different usually comes in just for a chat and he comes in he's sitting there and he spins around as i wander in the door i've gone g'day mate and he goes howdy we're uh, we're starting at 3 p.m today i've gone holy moly okay uh fine that's cool what's going on and i've just been driving in as uh, the news has dropped that pikey's uh, walked out so i'd know it here and uh, so we had to, I had to prepare with one extra, uh, one less hour of usual prep, uh, an extra hour of, of show. Mm. Um, so we had a three hour program on AA instead of two. And uh, we, we basically had to cut up the entire press conference uh, that Maxi and uh, our, mm. uh, our uh, Junos were down at. Um, and uh, basically get all of that together, put together a bit of a timeline of stuff in the past as well. Because, you know, we've archived a little bit of stuff, but not a whole lot of stuff in the lead up from the last few months. So, yeah. you know, Rob Chapman's comments about uh, particular the review and how it's developing, Mark Rusciuto's comments earlier, mm. um, scathing comments from our own commentary team, you know, after games and even some of our callers in the past. So there was a big two or three months worth of lead up to this point. And we had to try and archive it and get it all together within a couple of hours so we could air it at three o'clock and basically tell the story of how this mm. came to be. And, uh, and Don Pike walking out and the decisions why and the reasons why. And it was a pretty big sort of coaching half hour to hour. And, uh, and then we managed to get a couple of favours, I suppose, from former players, Richard Douglas and mm-hmm. Brad Crouch. Um, we managed to get them on the air as well and talk about, you know, the feelings around the group, why he um, w- would have had to walk and what the club probably needs in the future. So it was a fascinating day, wasn't it, for mm-hmm. us to learn a whole lot about um, the, 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 the team and the club itself and why it would make such a move and at such a time we're in the middle of an external review. Yeah, indeed. But now, it was quite interesting to say, uh, to hear... Uh, Pikey in that press conference saying it's got nothing to do with the external review. Surely not. <laughs> Surely not. <laughs> the, the, if, come too on. Too much of a coincidence. Come yeah, on. Yeah. Seriously. How about we just throw to this little piece of audio from uh, a few episodes ago here on the press box. But I feel like the review, this is my gut feel, could end up being a nice way for him to to mutually walk away from the club. Um, nice. and, and if that's the case, then I think he wins and the club might win. Yep. Um, if he stays, then, then then he stays, and I, I don't mind that either, but I think uh, he's he's got a lot of... Th- well, it's an easy it's an easy out, yes. and it could be a comfortable out um, rather than being a big, big walkout sort of situation. So there you go. That Jeez. happened. That was a, oh, a few weeks exclu- ago. Exclusive. <laughs> so, yeah, exclusive. We'll, we'll claim it. <laughs> Not even parking you at that stage. <laughs> but Sam, the- Sam told him to do it. <laughs> yeah. But it's a bit fascinating, isn't it, though, that the timing's strange. Like, 
in the middle of an external review and you decide to walk away from the is it I mean I sort of said that it might be a neat way to do it do you think that's probably the way the club saw it if they were to come to a mutual decision if this was the case even though it's sort of we're led to believe that it was Don Pike's full decision and it might have been it probably was it's still a very neat way for everyone to walk away looking good doesn't it yeah, for sure, and uh, I think uh, after his the review started, and clearly uh, Pike is going into his meeting, and uh, I think he might have uh, yeah. went home that night and yeah. went, "Oh dear, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I might be in a bit of strife here." So yeah. uh, might have weighed up his options and uh, thought, "Well, rather uh, walk out than get pushed out." And I, I still think he won't be the last one to leave either. He mm. won't be the the final one to exit at Westlake. So I think there'll still be another. One or two people to um, fall on their sword a little bit. Um, the review, they think, is going to uh, be finished by the end of next week. If that's the case, then I'd expect something to happen within the next five or six days. Yeah. So you think there'll be people wandering out in the next few I, days? I, I'm led to believe that there'll be someone exiting the club within the next week. Wow. Okay. Mm. Uh, th- th- well, we won't know who, but it's going to be interesting because there's a lot of names that are sort of floating around. And then there's the other situation. You know, the coach is actually gone. So yeah. before the trade period and before the, the recruiting process begins, you're going to need to know who's in the head chair. So for at sure. the same time, they're looking for a new coach. So uh, I know the big talk right now is who it's going to be. And there's a lot of people sort of saying, yeah, well, we don't know. But um, there's lots of names being thrown. Who could it possibly be? Uh, Who are we hearing anyway? I suppose we're in the best situation to sort of know in a little bit. Yeah, well, Scott Burns is the the name that's been uh, put or rumoured to be a marriage made in heaven. So uh, so, uh, he was... uh, he was very close. Sando pipped him uh, when Sando got got the gig. Yep. So uh, Scotty Burns was a very very close second then, and then he's gone on to well, he's assistant coach. He's been under Clarko. Well, he's, yep. he's been under mm. Clarko. That's that's good enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yes, Scotty Burns, South Australian, played for Nord in in the Sample before mm-hmm. getting drafted to and playing for Collingwood. So uh, yeah, it, seem, it seems like a pretty decent fit, uh, but it's a it's a new coach again. Uh, like mm. a first-time coach, so I know um, a, a few people wanted uh, the Crows to go down the um, the tried and tested coach route, mm. which uh, Scott Burns isn't, um, and someone like Ross Lyon maybe. But uh, but now nah, I personally think that uh, Scotty Burns would uh, ticks all the boxes. What do you think, Jase? Yeah, I, I I agree. I I've actually met Scotty a couple of times, and um, I've interviewed him when um, he was working for Collingwood when he was assistant there. So. Um, yeah, I, he sort of ticks all the boxes. He, he he's very good to speak to. He's highly credentialed. He comes with a big rap sheet. Um, oh, the other one that I heard was uh, Justin Longmuir that he hadn't had that. He's obviously a Fremantle player. Um, is from that side of the country. He hadn't had the interview with Frio in the in the week since they'd finished um, the end of the season, um, and that that had led to some speculation that he could be. Um, up for grabs and whether he would be suited or whether he would be um, the best candidate to come to Adelaide. So that was the other information that I'd heard. And I know he's a bit of a long shot now. I'm not sure where that's going to go. Well, I'm led to believe uh, pretty well that Justin Longmill will be heading to Fremantle. It will be where he stays and right. takes the, the role on from, from Ross Lyon's departure. So the Adelaide role, it's funny, a week ago we were talking about Ben Rutten and all these sorts of other people, but he's, his name's sort of diminished, uh, diminished in the background, hasn't So um, it's sort of become the Scott Burns sort of race, his for the taking, if it could be. Um, there's potential uh, in the next you know few days as well for, I think, the club to perhaps meet and maybe start talking about making a final decision on who it could be, which means they 
clearly must be well, pretty much uh, assembled all the people they would want to talk to and clearly done their due diligence already. Yeah, for sure. And uh, the Justin Longmuir thing does have a, um, an extra extra level to it that uh, he's currently at Collingwood and they, they potentially could win the flag. Yeah. So mm. if the Crows uh, or Fremantle or anyone uh, looking for a coach uh, wants it done uh, sooner rather than later and they want it done before the grand final, mm. then uh, that sort of rules out Justin Longmuir unless Justin Longmuir wants to leave Collingwood on grand final leave, which... Uh, don't think he'd be doing that. No. So there's going to be a few more people, basically, uh, from what we know, to walk out of West Lakes uh, or at least be pushed out, uh, perhaps over the next few. Uh, yeah, it's very interesting at this sort of while. time. Where, um, yeah, especially uh, also the interesting part about this is that this external review, there's multiple facets to it, and obviously what's happened with Spud Frawley and obviously his best mate Jason Dunstall, he was been dragged away, obviously to, to deal with that and. Um, you know, obviously speak to the family and, and Spud's funeral as well is coming up. Um, so that's put a bit of extra pressure on, on their review. But also because Matthew Pavlich isn't full-time. He's, he's mm. been back in Perth reading the news back over there for Channel 9. So there's a couple of different facets going on with this external review, but they still believe that it'll be finished by the end of next week. Fantastic. Well, let's just hope that by this time next week we'll have some more information. Uh, with a new coach coming in, what about all these players that have been rumoured to be leaving? Mm. Do, do, Sam do, Jacobs. Do, do, do mm. they go, well, hang on, new coach here, fresh start. Eddie Betts. Might stay. Well, Eddie Betts could. Absolutely. Mm. Definitely. I think that would be the one that you could look at because he was the rumoured to go to Gold Coast or Carlton, mm. um, and that was after an exit interview. So mm. if that person that he had the exit interview is all of a sudden gone, <laughs> then it could open up a uh, door mm. to stay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Uh, think, and you, the Tizer even wrote something on Monday night about, you know, Bet's still choosing Carlton over the Suns, but, mm. you know, that doesn't mean that he, he hasn't got the Crows still in the mix there as well. So... Uh, it's very interesting. Maybe we'll just hold on uh, to all that sort of stuff for silly season coming up very shortly. Um, let's talk a bit more about the footy, though, uh, before we get to that. The big story on Monday night was Tom Hawkins to the tribunal and uh, his one-game suspension held up. So, why did, why, did, why did he even bother? Seriously. <laughs> that was the, it was like, he's lucky to get a week. He is lucky to get a week. Far out. That was unbelievable. He punched the uh, yeah, Schofield's head with his fist. <laughs> the, the gizzards out of his head. <laughs> it was just a... Oh, just couldn't, he just couldn't mount a case. Mm. He could not mount a case. Not even OJ Simpson's lawyer could have got him off, I don't reckon. Was it careless? Um, that's what he. That's what he basically wa- wanted to get off, didn't he? It was, it was intentional. That's what, and that's yeah, why because it was out. so far off the play. Yeah, yeah. It was. A, it was pretty interesting. So if now you, that's a, that's a one week off. If you look at it in real time as well, you can clearly see he just goes. Yeah, yeah. Whacks him straight in the head. Yeah, he's given a good whack. So he's got to miss, and that's going to be a big blow. So he comes back for the grand final, and if they make it, they're, they're going to get past uh-huh. Richmond. They're not. They're not making it. They got to get past Richmond. So Richmond of home and host, home and host. Yeah. Right. The, 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 Tick that off then. They were home anyway if Hawkins played, but now they're home and host. What about <laughs> what about the other game? GWS taking on uh, Collingwood on the mm. Saturday evening, but they're going to be maybe without Toby Green as it stands uh, on a on a Monday night. Um, but Tuesday night we're probably going to see his tribunals oversee uh, him get a game. Yeah, well, yeah, well, it's, he's got a game at, at the minute. Um, I know Lockie Neal and Chris Fagan on Monday come out and said that it wasn't as bad as what it looked. Mm. But uh, if he if he got off getting sus- well, got fined seven and a half grand for for what Toby Green did to mm. the Bond in the first final, 
why would you do it again? <laughs> like, why would you do yeah. it again? What would do, you learn from your mistakes, do you? Well, I don't clearly think, Toby Green doesn't learn nothing. I don't think from the first four, five, six, seven, eight he's, times that he's learned he's anything. Isn't a fine supposed to deter this sort of behaviour? Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> well, that's the only reason I think that he will get a week because yeah. I, I know it shouldn't add up, but in in human nature it does mm. add up. And you know, if, if you miss a preliminary final, then... So yeah, be it. yeah, so be it. Yep. Yep. No, fair enough. Uh, so GWS or Collingwood on the weekend? Pies. Yeah, Collingwood. Yeah, okay. That's going to be good. Um, I think Collingwood should win as well. It'll be your Tigers. And, uh, but imagine if, what if, imagine if GWS made a grand final. They've made four prelims in a row. That's bloody impressive. It is very good. It is very good. The, <laughs> They're going to be uh, stiff if they don't make the grand final. He's one of those. Do years. you think their window is now closing? Because- oh, I don't think it's closing, but... It's it's you just continue to limit yourself from the possibility of you know actually doing some damage in this window while you've got it. I mean, it could last another year or two, but gee, imagine the amount of grand finals you could have made. Mm. It fell short against the Dogs, uh, Richmond, mm. uh, and again could be this year again another hurdle. So. I was so happy when they lost that one to um, the dogs. Yeah, I know. We're all rooting for the dogs. I, I, I was I was going to the grand final no matter what, and then I, I remember watching that game thinking I do not want to go to an all Sydney grand final. <laughs> so I was rooting for the dogs, and you know, it was good so good, so good when they won. So uh, as a fan, like they've made prelim, prelim, semi, prelim, mm. without winning anything. Would you rather support a team that does that or support a team that wins one flag and then misses the finals for five years? Jeez, no, oh, I don't know about that. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's tough. You go the flag, surely? I think you do. a flag, 100%. But God, the consistency of year-long happiness with wins and finals berths and yeah, deep but- finals and then you just heartbreak right at the end and then you know the next year you're still doing it again mm. and over and over. Nah, I, mean, success, I think you do want the flag, don't you? If, yes. they, if they lose this week, are they chokers? Maybe. Potentially, yeah. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. They just haven't got 100%. the versatility to play across, you know, bigger grounds, different grounds away from their own sometimes. Mm, and 100% chance. Yeah, yep. I, I can probably patch for that. Can we talk about Willie Rioli before we go into silly oh, season? Oh, jeez. This has been a big story just on top of Don Pike. Gatorade. Same day. Well, it was the same, <laughs> the same day. Same day. It was same a crazy day. That's, actually, that's the other thing about that day. Massive. Crazy day. And on top of that, they had Burgoyne uh, yeah, committing signing. to Hawthorne. Yeah. That's right. So it was a big day in sport. So how about how about Willie Rioli? He's switched over his uh, urine sample for what seems to be maybe Gatorade. Gatorade or Red Bull or something like that. Seems or what's he, 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 was, he, he was trying to, uh, well, he could trying to just hide what was in his system. Obviously, he probably thought it was... Um, you know, he probably thought he had something in his system. Mm. Um, panicked at the last second, mm. um, and then decided. Where, he, to... where did he get that from? A Gatorade, just to be like, oh, that'll do. Chuck it in the urine sample. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe he was drinking it to clearly g- generate some urine. Clearly, clearly, he pre-planned that before the test itself, like a good hour or two where before, because he'd have take, to prepare take place. That. Do you know? Well, see, oh, that's the know. thing. Like uh, other retired, if it was at the footy club, then the game yeah. would be easy to come by. Surely, other retired footballers have come out and said, "When Asada test you, mm. they literally stand there. there. Yeah, they do. Right there. That's right. So, how does he even do it? I don't know. That's why it's so interesting. There's lots of people saying, you know, there could have. There's a thing that called a wizardator that I've had to Google along <laughs> with wizardator. My, have you? I'm not sure if you guys have seen it. It's a scary looking. It's a scary looking thing. It's basically fake, a fake, uh, fake, fake Willy Rioli, basically. <laughs> 
But you can't even use that because from what I've heard, what I'm led to understand <laughs> from those... It. They the, put a catchy name with it on the internet. <laughs> no, so don't Google it. Um, the basically, mm-hmm. people that have been involved who I've spoken to and done these Asada tests, yeah. they stand there, they make you drop your dax and bring your shirt halfway up. So you can't... Oh, it's, right. It's so you can't, on, you can't and they want you, you know, yeah, basically um, do the... Do what you need to do. Jeez. So Hello, boys. Yeah. So you can't you can't wear a wizardator. You can't do anything. It's unbelievable. Stop saying wizardator. <laughs> so it's a trademark piece of equipment. So it's I can't believe Can we get how he's got a wizardator. So you have to say wizardator. What's you by wizardator? Oh, no. Box. no, I take it seriously. Poor poor Willie hey. Rowley though. Poor Willie Real. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, Do we uh, feel sorry for him, or no, has he I, really done a bad thing? I until the full facts of the story come out, um, it's hard to go one way or the other. If he, he if he was trying to conceal something, then he clearly mm. was doing the wrong thing anyway. Yeah. Um, so potentially not, but maybe. Yeah, well, it'll be interesting. I want to know if he's been tested before. So if he's been tested before, and he knows what's coming, and he's done it, then clearly he's... Well, he's nearly guilty until proven innocent, really, mm, yeah. in a sense, which shouldn't be the case, but that, that's what that's what everyone would think. Yeah. But if he hadn't been tested at all before, which potentially couldn't, he might not have. He's only been, what, in the couple of years? Couple of years, yeah. He, he, he might have missed out the, you know, the random tests, but... Uh, it's, an, it's an interesting one. If, if he gets a four-year ban, he'll be 27, 28 when he can play again. So he, he, he could come back... Really uh, he could he could come back, but geez, the, those four years are going to be extremely tough if if he does get them. Mm, certainly. All right. Well, that was a pretty silly decision by Willie. Silly Willie. I, I wanted to do that. But, yeah. Uh, got, silly uh, Sorry about yeah. that. Well, it's time for silly season. That's just silly. All right. Righty-o. Send us some of your best your, this way, please. Right. Uh, from Willie to silly. Here we go. Right. Uh, number one, I've uh, been uh, sc- scouring uh, rumours and innuendo. Uh, all over Australia, mm. and uh, one man, one man's name seems to be keep coming, popping up. Who? Rory Laird. Rory Laird? Really? Rory Laird, apparently linked to the Cats. Wow. Rory, Seriously? Rory not... Laird trade to the Cats. Mm. He's a club club uh, champion, Rory yep. Laird? Yep. Jeez. So, so is Richard Douglas, but he got shipped off. Yeah. Well, they said he was retired, and then he goes, well, actually, I want to keep playing. Yeah. <laughs> so if you, when, you, when, you, when you set this up, are you saying, or do you understand that he's clearly being pushed by the club to leave, or is he being used for trade bait, or does he genuinely want to leave? What do you know? I think he wants to leave. He but- wants to leave the club that he was best and fairest at. The year before, and which is why I brought up is getting a new coach. When we were talking about Pike before, mm. I was mm. like, "Do the people that want to leave want to leave now?" Mm. Yeah. So is this Rory led to Geelong now? Silly. I think it is. That's just silly. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Rightio. I What's... don't think it's silly because they're about to lose Tim Kelly, and they need to put another midfielder from their. They're mm. going to shuffle things around. They need another um, rebounding uh, defender. Gaza could be retiring. Exactly. Is he out of contract? Gaz? No, yeah. no. Uh, Rory Lid. No. Then why not see the Crows trying to make a deal to get rid of him? Yeah, that's true. Interesting. Silly. Silly? That's just silly. <laughs> well, it's not when they get uh, some first-round draft picks for West Coast from Tim Kelly, but anyway. <laughs> um, uh, the other one, I've, I've mentioned this uh, man's name before, but uh, this is getting increasingly uh, popular. 
Uh, Essendon are going to trade for Sam Powell Pepper. Sam Powell Pepper. Ooh. Mm. Not silly at all because I think we're we're starting to hear the rumblings of Sam uh, Powell Pepper wanting to leave Port Adelaide, and if that's the case, then it wouldn't be you know wouldn't be unusual to see him probably have something teed up with another mm-hmm. club by now and looking to you know have arranged that before. Trade time. I know they're different players, but I can almost see Aaron Francis. They, I know that he's mm. sort of once out of Essendon. If they could do some sort of swap plus something on top, they could probably make that happen. Well, uh, Paddy Ryder's done, uh, is already talking to John Worsfold. Mm. Paddy Ryder and Sam Pepper are quite close. I reckon it could be a package deal trade to the Bombers, and I think Francis comes to Alberton. There you go. With Anything the, else? Maybe, what do you think would maybe, come back? Maybe well, Aaron Francis and, and maybe like second rounder yeah. or something yeah, like okay. that. Yeah, okay. Nice. No, not silly at all. Bang. Done. Sort it. Sort it off. Yeah, off it goes. <laughs> we need a tick. Send the we package. Need a tick. You know, we need a tick. Yeah, noise. we do actually need a tick. We haven't got yeah. enough uh, in the salary for that. Da ding. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> we need the prices right thing. You know, when the. Oh, yes. yes. Now we're talking. Yeah, that's good. That's probably copyrighted. Sorry. <laughs> um, Brody Grundy. Been a, apparently, he's been offered a three year deal at Collingwood, but he wants five. Has, he wants five. But he wants five. That's not silly. So he's not happy. <laughs> So do the Even cr- after well, all that doco we watched, where he seemed so loving for everything that was happening if, if, at the club in this yeah. new change. Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant loved Oklahoma City oh, did too. He, did he? <laughs> he loved them. He loved them so until much they, he left. Until he told him that he got told that he had to play with an Achilles injury. No, no, no. He, no, Kevin Durant loved Oklahoma City before he oh, sorry, moved to sorry, Golden sorry. State. He loved them. <laughs> but uh, he wants a five-year deal. So if... Crows offer Brody Grundy five-year deal. Trade's happening. I'll tell you what. If I'm Brody Grundy's manager, he's 25 years old. He's the best ruckman in the game at the moment. I'm saying to him, this is what you're worth. If you want to stay a five-year deal, then we're not taking three. And what you do now is you write a letter saying that you love Adelaide, yeah. <laughs> that you, your girlfriend wants to potentially, you're going to settle down with her, you're going to have kids back in Adelaide, that your family's back there, and try and drive a really hard bargain to make sure they come to the party and Collingwood signs you for the money that you want. Yep. And that's what I'd be telling him. Yep. I think that's absolutely what should be happening. <laughs> and that's and, what is happening. And it's happening as we speak. Well, so. do, we, do we join the dots? Uh, because uh, Collingwood uh, have now, well, they've won the services to Darcy Cameron, who's a ruckman in... For the Swans. Really? He's coming to Collingwood next year oh. because they needed a Ruckman. Back up. It's happening then. Maybe it is. Is it mm. happening? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Riley O'Brien should be watching his back. <laughs> he designed a big deal thing and he was the number one man. Rightio, uh, last one. We like it short and sharp here. Yes. Um, another one uh, could be leaving Port Adelaide. It's sort of uh, sort of similar lines. Uh Dougal Howard uh, traded to the Western Bulldogs is growing uh, some legs. Jeez. So uh, Dougal Howard to the Bulldogs, sort of uh, um, Jackson Trengove 2.0, yeah. wouldn't it? <laughs> don't know why. You, uh, I like him too much to think that Port Adelaide would want to cough him up this early in his career, would they? He's got a lot of upside. He was drafted yeah. as a forward. They put him down back and then they play him at forward again. It's, it's always, um, I can't hop. Let me press a button. Yeah. That's just... <laughs> yeah. it's, if they do that, it's a disgrace. Yeah, yeah I agree. The versatility. Like, he's almost the Westoff, you know, the younger version of Westoff at the moment. He can just play anywhere. Mm. Like, they, they need a new Westoff, and he's just about done. That's unbelievable. I can't believe that. Anyway, but uh, there's one last one, a little quick last one. Okay. I, I just read it before we come on. 
Jack Lacocious, the elephant in the room, oh, yes. mm. has been uh, offered big financial deals by a Melbourne-based club. No. No, really? Yes. Well, this will be interesting. I still don't think that gets done. I think he finishes his, uh, his second year up at the Gold Coast. Adelaide is saying, just just stay put. Just, <laughs> yeah. just, just don't go anywhere. We want you to come over. Just stay put for now. We'll get you for no- basically for, for pittance when uh, pittance. his uh, contract deal is up, his uh, draft contract, and then uh, we get you to come back to Adelaide. You can even, you know, you can even roommate with your friend Connor Rosie at Port Adelaide. You yes. can, we'll do that. We'll make that he happen. Could. He could. He a could. Real schmoozy sort of deal. Yeah, no, he, surely not. It'd have to be a, the deal of a lifetime. Silliness. That's just silly. Perfect. Mm. Um, the, other, like the other one is there's a lot of talk now about Cam ellis Shulman. I think he's uh, definitely oh, going to be on the, on the trade table now. He's already on the plane, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so he's that, that's yeah, happening. There's many, many deals in front of him, and it's probably going to be one sign at some stage soon. So, yep, fair mm. play. All right, well, that's been a, a very interesting silly season, a few sillies and a few not-so as well. Let's get into the, uh, real quickly, the grand final is this weekend here oh, in yes. Adelaide, the Sam yes. for one. You boys are pumped because your Maggies are there. But Glenelg have also made it. So uh, the Crows, uh, Magpies' sort of uh, dream non-Sandful grand final hasn't come to oh, be. thank the Lord and I think a lot that. of Sandful people are happy about it. Thank the Lord for that. So how do we... Well, it was a good game on the weekend. That's great. Let's move forward. Mm. Uh, Glenelg and Port, a rivalry that has some interesting trends in terms of premierships and grand finals in the, in the recent time. Mm. Yeah, well, uh, Port Adelaide haven't lost... To Glenelg in a grand final since 1934. Wow! But won the last five. Won the last, but then they haven't played. Uh, Port haven't played Glenelg in a grand final for 27 years. <laughs> so uh, you can probably rare, yeah. throw, throw all of that out the window. But uh, be a bit of bad blood, I reckon, on Sunday, especially after the second semi and the oh, tribunal yeah. and yeah. the tribunal and uh, band and suspensions and getting off. And uh, I think uh, I think Billy Frampton might. Uh, Cop a couple of cop a couple early, but uh, no, a bit of spice. I love it. Surely Port going favourites as well. They beat uh, Glenelg by four points. I think it was a couple of weeks ago. Mm. Interesting thing about that game: Aiden Johnson kicked three goals that game, mm. so he's rubbed out. Yeah, two of those three uh, Glenelg literally uh, muffed it. Bad. They pitted it. They pitted at the back, and it just fell into just his lap. Just <laughs> fell into square. his lap. It, it literally fell into his I lap. I did see one. He kicked one from the goal. Square. Yeah, so you can probably cancel two of them out. <laughs> so if you cancel those two out, Glenelg beat Port. So, if they can, uh, if they can replicate anything like that sample uh, semi-final in this grand final, it'll be another epic day. It was a fantastic afternoon of footy, and after last year's. Crowd attendance, interest in the grand final. It was thirty, wasn't it? It was, it was like close def- to forty. Was, no, I think it was forty. 40 yeah. No, it was thirty-nine. I it remember. Was, yeah, it was around about 39. forty. Yeah. But it was a. It felt just as like a, a full house showdown sort of feel. It was the atmosphere there was outstanding for the sample. So um, if they can have anything near that and the sort of game that they had uh, in the semi, it'll be just like last year, where the high scoring uh, or 110, 120 mm. sort of scoreline. It won't quite be like that this year, but no, it'll it'll be, it'll be a little bit lower scoring, higher pressure at more time. But mm. if they can just bring the crowd, bring the game yeah. that's close, it's going to be epic. Mm. You th- you'd think a lot of Magpies fans will go. You you think it you'd think it'd be but maybe sixty forty port in, mm, in the yeah. crowd stakes. 
Um, if it's a 40,000 type crowd, then there might be 25,000, 15,000 uh, Port fans to Glenelg fans. I think, but, I think uh, there'll be a lot of uh, And I reckon there'll be a lot of, lot of Bays fans there yes, too. They haven't, they haven't been in the grand final for 10 years. Well, there's going to be a lot of fans out there that aren't. Haven't, haven't won one for 20, I think. They haven't won one since oh, 1986. Oh, no, longer, yeah. yeah. Well, there's a lot of supporters there that are just sample fans of other clubs and will probably be going for Glenelg instead of Port because they're, they're essentially the Collingwood of the AF of, of the sample, you know, and that mm, yeah. if you don't go for them, you probably hate them. So a lot of people will go and they're barracking for the Bays and yep. don't actually go for them That's really right. during the year. And it's great to see how far the Bays have come back because they only a few years ago they are on their knees. They said they are in a lot of financial yeah, debt. Mm. And for them to bounce back and Mark Stone, the coach over there, to really uh, rejuvenate that list and um, you know bring in someone like um, who won the McGarry? Um, Luke Partington. Luke Partington, the Tumby Bay boy, mm. to come over and, and bring him in. Uh, you know, amazing what they've been done. That, geez, I had spoke to Jared Leonard today. Mm. He's going to have his hands full uh, stopping uh, McBean and uh, <laughs> yeah. and Reynolds is the other one. Reynolds, Reynolds. used to be at Port. Re- Reynolds is a former Port Adelaide player. Uh, Partington was actually a former was Port Adelaide list, player. Was he? Was a big Before go- he got drafted? Go- yeah, uh, in, the, in the zone there. And uh, in the other interesting one is Marlon Motlop actually works at Port Adelaide. And we've done the story yeah. uh, before the semi-final. Actually, oh. works at Alberton and will be playing. <laughs> I guess so, so, so uh, if uh, if uh, What's he do if Matt if Matty Lo- is in the, in yeah, in the um, oh, indigenous the, yeah, program, yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, yeah, we'll probably keep your game plan off the whiteboards this week, <laughs> this week or or maybe he's got a week of annual leave. Uh, Marlon, Marlon, just stay away. Just, you're out. Don't come near the club. <laughs> oh. but, but, but the other interesting thing for the Magpies is they've got uh, eight or nine players playing this week that are out of contract. So, and so they're actually playing for their own lives or for their own careers. careers. Yes. So Well, AJ, unfortunately, with him getting suspended, I think that's him done. I yeah, think, I that's think him done, but you know, there's, there's, there's eight more. So that sort of adds another level to it. So I might it, play out of the skin. Let's hope so. Let's <laughs> hope so yeah. as, I, as I drape my magpie yeah. scarf around my neck. But uh, but the other thing is, the other thing I, I want to... Um, just have five minutes here. Is for five just, minutes. Just five. give me some. Of my, <laughs> okay. Just give me some free just, air boys. Just, just step aside. All year, thing. all year, or we've been going on about this prison bar thing. Yes. Right. Bring back the bars. Twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah. We want to wear prison bars at mm-hmm. Port Adelaide home games. It's one hundred and fifty years next year. Right. So every person out there that is supporting bring back the bars. Yep. Go to the game on Sunday, and I'll tell you why. Because if you cheer, you get behind the team and Port Adelaide win the flag, mm-hmm. the prison bars will be on the chimney for the whole year <laughs> yeah. next year. And every time you drive past Benighton Park, you can toot your horn and look at the prison bar. The it. whole year. So to the guys running that page on Facebook and Get on everyone Twitter, to the game. Start tweeting everyone. Get on the Twitter sphere and get everyone down get to everyone Adelaide there, Oval. Yeah. And then... <clears throat> Hopefully the Magpies win the premiership and then he can toot the prison bars for the whole year for the 150th year. <laughs> don't think that's what they're after, but yes, I'm yes. sure they'll absolutely love that too. Um, can we talk about the uh, Australian boomers as we shake, uh, take a, a move toward China and the FIBA World Cup? Oh, early, Unbelievable <laughs> early week. Fast. Look, I'm going to blame Rowie, who on <laughs> Friday... To, you know, I'm going to go to Rowie, right? So 2017, the Adelaide Crows uh, got to the finals, and he's got this little stinger that he likes to play every now and then. It's basically 
It's it's can you feel it? And so he gets a little bit excited. He goes, "Oh, I can feel it, Bix. I reckon we're going to win this weekend. Oh, we're going to win the lot. Can you feel it?" And he plays the sound effect. And whenever the sound effect happens, something bad happens to that team that he's just. And he basically oh, really? jinxes them. And he did it on Friday with the the Boomers. He said, "We're going to win. We're going to get ourselves into the gold medal match, and we're going to win the lot. Oh. We're on the way. Can you feel it?" Played the stinger, and we lost two games straight, and we did get a medal. Oh, so absolutely jinxed the heck out of us. And now we're flat as because we haven't got a medal to show. So my question is, was this a failure? Yes, 100%. You told us at the start of the World Cup that Australia wouldn't win gold. No. Did you think, though, at the same time, we could probably still medal? I think we we could potentially medal. Um, I didn't think we could get the gold uh, purely because um, just the, the... the, the talent in this competition, even though there were so many players that pulled out apparently, but uh, there was um, the talent was just—it's just there was no let up, there was no yeah. easy games. Um, so I, I didn't think we could win the gold medal. I think we could medal, but then the other thing—the the other Achilles heel for Australian basketball is if the Boomers have to play a team for a second time mm-hmm. in the same tournament, mm-hmm. they'll get found out. They get found. They got. They got no other plants. Mm. So they get scouted. They get found out. It's over. So mm. the, the best case scenario was the the Boomers to beat Spain and then Argentina to beat France. Yes, which uh, one happened, but the yep. other one didn't. And uh, yeah, and the, they would have clearly would have would have won the goal because Spain trounced Argentina. Mm. But when we had to play France again for the bronze medal, it was just. All over. Well, it was ugly, wasn't it? it was all <laughs> Even over. though we were up by about fifteen points, I think in the third quarter, it seemed like, geez, we we got them on the ropes. We're gonna we're gonna end up running away with this. Mm. But we were shut down again. We couldn't close out another game, and that's how it worked the game before. We we were tight with Spain, you know, in that uh, semi final. We did so well in that game, you know, to take it the distance. But we couldn't hold on. We you know we just didn't have the legs. If 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 you got a double digit lead in any professional basketball game and lo- and lose, it's a failure. Yes. It doesn't matter how oh so proud of the boys so but no, you were more than ten points up and you lost. Should've it was won. a choke. It's like five goals up in a game of footy and losing. Yeah, you easily. Shouldn't, you shouldn't be losing from that. And then the other thing is in the bronze medal game, when we did have the lead, Paddy was on the bench. Mm. Paddy was on the bench when France come back. Get him a- on. Any danger of just <laughs> Sub, <laughs> sub for Australia, please get him back on. Like mm. he was, he wasn't. Well, they, they clearly the French found him out. Yeah. They knew how to guard him, but they were in basketball. If if the defense is using so much energy to track uh, to to fit the clamp one man down, it opens everyone else up. So. It's yeah, failure. Chris Golding was fascinating too. Just before, sorry to butt in, Jace, but right. he, he he just in the home stretch of those games too. His three point shooting, we noticed he just became the go to guy for the mm. threes at, at times. He was airballing, nah. like he could stop throwing them the ball. Mm. Clearly, he wasn't on target in both the games. It was just a little bit embarrassing that he it was just try him again, try him again, try. He wasn't Paddy Mills. I mean, you can throw the ball to Paddy Mills as many times as you like, and he'll eventually hit another one. But mm. Chris was not on at all. No, but the the most disappointing player for mine was Joe Ingles. Like seriously, he's the 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 NBA's leading three point shooter. Mm. It must be some sort of kryptonite when he puts green and gold on. Yeah, because can't shoot it. Can't shoot it. Can't shoot <laughs> can't it. Get it in. A can't shoot it. B doesn't want to shoot it. Yeah, true. Just keep shooting. Yeah. Like oh, he had one wide open look for three in the in the semi final. It would have it would have 
pretty much iced the game. Mm. And it was just never looked like it. it was so disappointing. What did you make of Andrew Bogart's rant about oh. cheating and the other one about... It was a disgrace this, for the refs. Yes, and, and there was another one about C-Wear fever. Yeah, that was yeah. it. He basically said it was, you know, it, was it was a F word China as well. Yes, that's well. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I think uh, he's, they're looking at sanctioning him for that. Oh, he'll probably he'll, he's got a, he's got glove boxes in about. <laughs> he, he owns 50, 50 cars, and he could go. He to, could build fifteen yeah. stadiums with that. <laughs> so I don't think the I don't think he'd be worried about the sanction. But uh, I can sort of agree with the foul that he got called for mm. in the yes. overtime. Which uh, which tied the game up. Pathetic. But then, having said that, there was we had the ball and could have Delhi had a shot to win it mm. and didn't. And so it, yeah. it wasn't like it was a phantom foul that cost us the game. Yes, it tied the game, but it didn't ultimately make us lose the game. Yeah, that's but, right. But uh, fate was in our hands and we didn't take it. Well, that's right. So uh, um, the other one is Paddy Mills, Mister Free Throw, the end of regulation mm. would have put us up by one three seconds to go. But then Bogut's argument would have been, well, they would have got the ball, yeah. whether it would have been a phantom yeah, foul, and they would have won. So, but, uh, yeah, but we were 10 or more points up in the semifinal, looking at goal and loss. It's a failure. Mm. It was going to be an all-time great moment for, for Australia, you know, to, to go to the World Cup, win a medal, and then go into the Olympics, you know, with a medal and, and, and basically go for gold there. Um, and, you know, we, we would have just been in, in this golden era of, of basketball. But now it's almost like you can look back on history and it looks just like any other year, really. No medal, nothing to show for what was so, such a promising lead-up and campaign. So... Oh, it's a bit weird to look upon, and now we look towards 2020 and hope that you know you get Dante Exum back, you get mm. Deng Adel, Brock off, um, Don Maker, you get, and then of course Ben Simmons. So, I mean, there's so much talent there waiting to come, but you know, it's a matter of how much will come to the Olympics and whether or not we can then medal. Yeah, no, we we won't medal in Tokyo. You write that down. Right okay, well, you write that down. USA is going to be you, you, stacked. You, USA will be stacked. Yep, USA will be stacked. France so that's will be stacked. That they'll medal. Serbia will retool. Yep. They'll medal. Uh, and then there's Spain, the world champions, mm-hmm. even though Marcus Sol is getting a bit long in the tooth, but uh, they didn't have Sergio Barca, mm. Spain. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he didn't. Um, and then Argentina. Well, Argentina did that run to the gold medal game. They didn't. They don't have an NBA player, except for Scholar. Scholar's on mm-hmm. the way out, but all their other roster is aren't in the NBA. Yeah, wow. So... They're clearly going to get better, so I don't. I don't think we medal, even though Ben Simmons, Ryan Brokoff, Dante Exum, Thon Maker will definitely be in mm-hmm. the team. Still won't medal. Wow. Well, as I said on our waiting. chat, as I said on our chat, put put the boomers down. That boomers are a dollar one to be fourth in Tokyo. Dollar <laughs> one. Dollar one. We seem to be good at coming fourth in the last couple of campaigns, aren't we? Yes. All right, let's get on to something a little bit more enlightening because the Ashes, you know, we retained them last week and that's all good and well, but we wanted to win 3-1. We wanted to win the Ashes. I know it said it was a bit more enlightening, but we lost the fifth test. But nonetheless, we did get to hold the urn up. So I suppose that's a little bit of a positive. Um, Steve Smith was named the uh, Australian Player of the Series. Ben Stokes was named the England Player of the Series. Controversially, in my own opinion, I reckon uh, Stuart Broad probably should have won that. He was outstanding with the ball. David Warner was absolutely awful. How many of the players, I suppose, for Australia 
deserve to be first picked in the first test in uh, on Australian soil because there's only probably Smith, Labuschagne, yes. and Pat Cummins that really earned it. Nathan Lyon might will probably just come straight in as your first spinner, but after that, other than maybe Hazelwood, well, it's pretty get, slim. What about the captain, Tim Payne? Well. That's up to you guys. What do you hang think? Hang on, hang on. You had a crack at me for a second here. Hang on. We, we've gone past 12 months. We discussed this, I think, a week or two ago about, you know, do you go down the new line? Do we start that new generation now that Smith and Warner are back and you get a new skipper for the start and you pick on select it, uh, players it, for form? Has enough time gone past that we can put a new skipper in? Uh, no, I don't think it has. No, it. I don't think so either. So does that answer the question? But, but at the same time, it's probably on the table, isn't it? If well, he's not scoring the runs... Yeah. Smith can't be captain until 12 months after he's he's played for 12 months. Is so that is right? It, oh, so, I don't know. I think, I so. well, no, my, no, I think you're right. Well, yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, probably so correct. It's going to be the end of this summer yeah. that he can be captain again. Yeah. But, would, but would Cricket Australia morally reinstate him as captain? It'll be a bad move. I, just I don't, don't think they I would. I just don't think after everything that's gone mm-hmm. on... Fair enough, Steve's playing out of his skin and he's scoring, you know... He's, the best since Don Bradman, basically. But mm. you still can't go against the bloke that's pretty much been there when we've been at rock bottom. Yep. He's sort of salvaged his team. He's welcomed the blokes back in with open arms. And then you say, well, thanks. I know, I know he, a lot of people were saying it's got to happen, but you can't really ship him off after he's done such an amazing job. Albeit, we- there does come a point where runs do matter and your performance Absolutely. does matter. Mm. So it's, it's all going to have to be weighed up. Well, Richard Earl wrote a nice piece in the Sunday Mail about Alex Carey and how, you know, the, it's time to pass the baton on and mm. uh, sort of uh, likened it to well, it was 20 years ago that Ian Healy got pretty much dropped or mm. forced to, forced out out of nowhere and everyone, Adam Gilchrist walked walked under the gabber and everyone mm. booed him and then the next test he, <laughs> he won it off his own bat <laughs> yeah, and the rest, of, rest is history. Go so, uh, yeah, so... Uh, Whoever comes in, if Payne goes out, if it's Alex Carey, he'll clearly perform and uh, mm. it will, who, who becomes captain, who, who cares? Well, well, that's who cares? Maybe they shouldn't bowl first. Well, yes. <laughs> yeah, That was a mistake. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't great. The test match itself wasn't flash, but the series was uh, incredible, I suppose. you look back, and, and this was posed to Tim Payne in the press straight after the yeah. game, was take yourself back 12 months ago in Dubai and you're looking at the drawn test against Pakistan. We saw that as like this miraculous... You know, result for us because there was no way we were meant to even get close to winning or drawing. So, considering that, were we ever going to look forward in twelve months and think we could possibly win the Ashes on English soil, or or at least retain the Ashes on English soil? I think we would never have expected that of ourselves. So, and Tim no. Payne said that there was there was not possible back then, and so it became possible, and we made it happen, and we mm. did it. So now we've crossed that. I think it's time to move into the Australian summer, and we make some bold calls. And I'm not in favour, or not in not in favour, of um, sacking the captain that is. But I think the conversation needs to start being had. And do we start looking to the future in terms of... Because if, if Smith's never going to get reinstated, if that's the no, case, because I, I wouldn't imagine won't. Cricket Australia ever doing that, no, you won't. then you've got to look long-term. And what's the point of holding on to Tim Payne longer than you need to, especially if he's not performing? You can't... I understand you pick the best leader as well, but... Mm. You also got to pick your best eleven. There's only eleven spots, well, so you can't really hide a bloke in the team, can you? When you've well, only eleven, Tim Payne. You know, we're trying. We're pretty much sacking Tim Payne, but then the vice captain just got dropped. Who got dropped? Travis Head. Well, he did, but I don't think he was worthy of being dropped. No, but it was only a rotation, really, for Mitch Marsh to come in and help the bowlers. 
So, so really, Humble. Travis well, is you, still in the team. You, you, you drop your vice captain. <laughs> I know. But I, if he's long term, if they're thinking about it, I think that's where we're basically heading is it'll be Travis head at some point. When do you bite the bullet? Is it is it this summer or is it next summer? And how long do you hold on to someone like Tim Payne if he can't score runs? And sure, he might find some form you'd soon. To, you'd but have to give him a summer on his home deck. You'd have to. You'd have to. Probably. Just to Tim Payne. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. He had last summer. <laughs> he just retained the ashes over there. Surely he gets another crack. I suppose at he, he he'll get Smith, Smithy at home. Jeez, if Steve Smith can make what? Oh, oh, he could pile Adla- I can't wait till he's here at Adelaide Oval. Jeez, what do we do with David Warner? Just quickly, does he get demoted? Then the order ship off. <laughs> Whoa, there we go. Bang, gone. Yeah, he's not gone. You know, we Didn't said they said last week we said he'd have a free hit at, at a, another crack at it, and he still hasn't been able to achieve mm. the runs that he's we'd hoped he would. So, in his defence, world class bowler is Stuart Broad. One of his best series in his career. On English pitches with an English ball, mm. when it's swinging in the first few overs of every innings, you can't help that. Davy Warner only really got past. He really struggled technically, and you know, with just I think mentally as well. But one out the of end. ten, one Abs- out of ten, absolutely scores. awful. Seriously, yeah, I agree. I agree. He's a world class batsman awful. too. So, is the solution you get him back on Aussie pitches, let him hit out on no, that, that- in district cricket, and then hopefully he comes back, or do you drop him down the order and go, you're a number six bat now, Davy? Just hit the ball when it's getting older. What 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 I think will fear will happen is he'll keep his spot. It'll come to the first test. He'll make hundred after hundred after hundred, and you'll stay. <laughs> and then he'll go away again, and then fire. It'll be, it'll be sort of like a is it, is sort of like a flat track bully flat type track bully, yeah, yeah. type deal. Mm. So you got to bite the bullet because if Warner plays this summer, he's going to rack him up. He's going to score heaps of runs. So. I think you got to get Burns in there and Burns in there fast, and I think you got to find a way to get Renshaw back in there too because Marcus Harris do- oh. doesn't cut the mustard for mine. Gee, he had a good summer here. Mm, he did. So I don't think he's deserving of being dropped just because of playing in England. Everyone struggled in England except for Smith and Labuschagne. They were the only two that really performed, and Wade had a couple of hundreds. And and to be and to be fair, I was everyone was saying you should have dropped Wade before um, Travis Head. Mm. I wasn't against either, but I wasn't for either because Wade had actually had a pretty good series, really, just sitting it out. He just had some unlucky moments, so and and he deserved that second ton. I thought that was absolutely brilliant. And the form he brought into that series deserved the spot, got the opportunity for Australia after years of trying to work his way back in. Um, totally deserving. Shall we move into uh, our uh, root of the week this week? What happened on the weekend? A lot of country grand finals. A lot of country grand finals. And uh, the duh, 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 Lucendale. Yes. Lost. Oh, oh no. What, what oh, happened? They had, the, they had the festival and everything to, prepared for they, them. They had the festival of coming second. Oh, it was flat. They were four, four goals up, too, in the first quarter. Serious? And oh, then they no. lost by 32 oh, points. Oh, Disgraceful. Gee. They had so, one hand on the cup. And then they couldn't go back and have a sip. <laughs> <laughs> Cordials for good. <laughs> M- M- Mad Monday at the uh, what the, the the supermarket or somewhere there. How, how's our Twitter development during the week? We you know last week we spoke about so the week. Yeah, we talked about the uh, the one Hill- night stand Hilltop festival Hoods. and the Hilltop Hoods helping them out. Yeah. Well, the Hilltop Hoods decided to reply to us and they said, "Where can we get a Guernsey?" Mm. And the one night stand folk <laughs> who were organising the event. 
went and said, yeah, we'll get you one. They said, get us an extra large, thanks, fam. Let's go. So they I almost they, did I wonder it. if they wore it. They would have probably if they won, I reckon. <laughs> Maybe now they didn't they happen that they lost. <laughs> that definitely hurt. Yeah. How do you get a Guernsey? Well, just how about you get us some beer? <laughs> That'll be a start. Good trade. A little bit better news. This the week's route of the week is actually not going to be on football. We've, I know that we oh. spoke about Lucendale last week. We spoke about you know the one-night stand and yeah. not being able to oh, celebrate yes. or, or commiserate. Where are we going? So this week we're going to basketball. Bit oh. of bit of a Dale's oh. backyard sort of stuff. Like it. Now uh, he's pulled out one of my highlights. Hasn't we we <laughs> <laughs> now grass the root of the week is all about grassroots. Grassroots. Yes. So it's all about amateur basically, and we're trying to make sure we shine a light on the amateur stuff because that's the heart of yes. heart and soul, and especially around this time when finals is on, and, and it, there's no. A uh, bigger epitome than what happened on the weekend. Now, yes. let me paint the picture. Okay. Let me paint the scene. It's the SA Amateur League Grand Final. Yep. There's six seconds left on the clock. The ball is down the other end. The Ravens <laughs> grabbed the board, scrambled forward, and Biggie Luke Jenkins didn't he step up to the plate? And this is what happened. <laughs> A buzzer beater hit it. The oh. Ravens win. Lukey Jenkins wins it with a buzzer beater from over half court. Well, Three-quarter court. Three-quarter court. The most clutch moment you've ever seen. So to big Lukey Jenkins and the Ravens, you get our root of the week. Oh, my God. So he's, put him, he's buried him with a three-quarter court shot. <laughs> yeah. The score, scores were tied. Scores are level. Oh, oh, well, there wasn't that, that much pressure on yeah, them, was I it? I could have lost it. Yeah. yeah. If they're oh, one point oh, down. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, big Lukey Jenkins step. Up. Just before we go uh, into pass or fast, there's another route of the week, and it's, it's a guy Ooh. that I'm trying to get on uh, the show, actually. Now, he's, he used to play for Teacher Gale. He used to be the captain of Teacher Gale. Mm. He, was there, he won the flag from last year. This is a shout-out to him. to uh, a, a little the, bit of uh, a, a plea for him to come on. Ooh. So, Alex McKay, he's over oh. in the Gold Coast now, playing for the, the Labradors over in the QAFL. <laughs> the, Labrador think, yeah, the, Labrador the, yeah, the Labrador Tigers. Labrador yeah, Tigers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's over in the Gold Coast. Um, <laughs> now, now, <laughs> Alex. What's their team song? <laughs> They're the Tigers. The Labrador Tigers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The right. Tigers. Labrador oh, from, is, is, sorry, is a suburb. You. Oh, oh, come on, Sam. I'm with you now. The Labrador Tigers. He's playing over there. He uh, got picked up. They they loved what he did. He's won the association medal here in Adelaide and went over to the Gold Coast. Yep. Now, he's, he hasn't been able to find a missus in the Gold Coast of all places. Yeah. <laughs> you, think, you think a, a just, bloke that's... Just go park a car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what he's done is he's put an application in for the Bachelorette. No. So he's going to be on, oh, the, on the Bachelorette. <laughs> he's going to be on the Bachelorette. And oh, I think there's one of 20 wow. blokes that's going to be on there. So he's, he's vying for the attention of a lady who's on a Channel 10 show called Gogglebox. Now, she's oh. become famous. Oh. It's a Channel show. Channel 10 show. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I personally, I haven't really watched but it's a show where they watch other shows and they, you know, laugh and you know make fun of the people on TV. Anyway, her name's Angie Kent. Not Kent. No relation there. <laughs> uh, he's vying for her attention. It's going to be aired sometime in the, the coming months after the the Bachelor's finished. Yeah. Anyway, I'm trying to get him on the show. So. If you're out there, Alex, come on the show. We'll have a chat about the, yes. the Bachelorette and uh, you can have our route of the week. Well, all right, let's make that happen. Time for Parcel Fast. Can we get an ironing board out there on the sideline? Absolutely farcical. It's farcical. 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 We're playing out of fast. That sounds farcical. It's a bit of a fast. It's a disgrace. That's a bit longer, isn't it? gets it? longer every week. It's the same one as is last it? week. Oh. <laughs> oh, I'll just, uh, it sort of uh, takes me, I'll just listen in and go, well, how good's that? It's all those farces <laughs> in around. But uh, anyway, 
Saturday night at the Gabba, uh, Charlie Cameron went down with a the, the elbow. It was sort mm. of like popped out, and you could see um, there's a few tweets coming through. Brody Smith had a tweet so with the you know with the prayer signs and stuff like that. Mm. And I was like, "Geez, what's happened here?" And I saw the replay. I went, "Oh, that looks yeah. that's a little bit nasty." But uh, he's come back on, and uh, the Giants are into him. Well, clearly into him, and uh, smacking on his elbow and stuff like that, and. Uh, the umpires come out and said, "Oh, don't do that! Don't do! It. Please don't do that! It'll be a free kick. It's not in the spirit of the game." Ooh. So the umpires telling players how to play the game, pass or farce. It's a bit of a farce. Oh, Look, yeah. it's a, it's a it's it's interesting. It's controversial. It's a good discussion mm. actually because it's a farce. <laughs> <laughs> well, go on. You tell us. It's a farce. What's wrong with it? Because. When you step over the white line, you're hundred percent. Yeah, you're hundred percent. Doesn't matter if you have if you're wrapped up like a Egyptian mummy, or you got nothing on. You're hundred percent. Yep. And if you're smart like Lin Jong was a couple of years ago, <laughs> you tape the the other the, the good yes. arm instead yes. of the bad arm. Yes, very good. You're one hundred percent. Play on. Is well, correct. It's, it's, Once you cross the white line, you are fair game. I, I, that's why I think it's a bit of a farce. At the same time, the spirit of the law is written for a reason. And when you when you see players off the ball, away from the play, getting hit in injured, it's probably not in the spirit of the game. When you're in a contest, I reckon it's fair game, absolutely. When you're probably standing at full forward, is it is? I mean, I'm only posing the question. I probably don't agree with it, but the umpire might be within his rights to say, "Hey, look, you probably shouldn't be hitting a bloke who's you know clearly you know come back on. He's done his best to try and come back on and play the game. Um, only hit him." Because if you jab a guy in the guts mm. off the ball, it's a it's you know a possible suspension. If you're whacking mm. him in the hand, what's the difference? It's, it's it's fair game. It's sort of the same as the pinching, the pinchy pinchy. <laughs> that was that was a farce. That, that was a total that farce. Was a farce. If so, I didn't mind. Oh, you know what? I didn't. There's been a lot. Of, there's been a lot of controversy. I don't. I didn't mind it. He was just saying, "Look, I'm going to pay a free if you keep doing it," which is which is in the within the laws of the game. So right? it's a pass. It. It's a pass for me. I didn't mind oh. it at all. I think so much has been talked about it. It's just umpire just said, "Hey, mate, if you keep doing it, I'm going to pay you free." Like, pay a free against you. Um, didn't mind But he is I fair thought, game I, if he comes back on the ground. I, I get that. I, I didn't mind. Uh, I thought it was funny that the, the Lions were booing the Giants player. Anyway, mm. I don't know if you'd cast your minds back to a few years ago when Mal Michaels, yeah. the Lions and player, and Nick Revolt, St. Kilda player. So, short memories. Short memories. <laughs> Good. It's fair game. It's a farce. It's got to be a farce. Surely, it is, but it's, it's an very interesting. Discussion. I just thought it was a pass, sort of a passing comment. It wasn't. It wasn't. You know, he was just said, I'm "Look, I'm going to play free against you." Wasn't he? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. But it does cause a lot of controversy. Too much. You do cross too the much white line. Me, me, me. Time for that. <laughs> oh, seriously. He did have a big me, me game. It, Razor, oh, especially Razor. not the one who. Razor, did, but Razor yeah. did. He had a big oh. me game. Seriously, just just. Yeah, explain explain the rules after you I, pay the free. Don't, you know, don't, it, it, no preventative yeah. umpire. The, the funny thing, is, and it seems to happen every year, but grand final day seems to be the best adjudicated game mm-hmm. because they put their whistles away and they let because they're too. It's almost like they're too frightened to make it a bad big. call mm. because the occasion is so big and it's the best adjudicated game because there's so many less whistles and so many less free kicks paid. So. 
in that regard, they take note because Razor's efforts mm. on the weekend, gee whiz. <laughs> not earning a grand final. Might not even be running around this week. Oh. <laughs> I reckon he will. We'll see. Uh, right, number two uh, was uh, mooted uh, Monday morning that uh, Leighton Hewitt, uh, the former world number one Wimbledon US Open Little champion, is going to join or potentially join the Crows board. The board? So should Leighton Hewitt be a Crows board member? Sheesh. Pass or fast? I don't know about this. This is a bit left of centre, this Crossing one. kites. Well, that means bungee's out. He is. Oh. He probably will be. Oh dear, yes. I reckon yes. he could be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know about this. A bit of a farce, I think. I mean, I'm not fully educated around it, but it's not a. It's not a. I mean, why, why would why would this be a smart election for the Crows on the board? I mean, I, I mean, he's probably look. He's very. I'm sure he's knowledgeable in football. Absolutely, probably. He's a big mm. Crows fan. But what does he bring to the board? What, is it, what would he bring? I don't know. He, he knows how to hit a tennis ball pretty well. I'm Are sure he's got that? some great skills in other areas. Yeah. Um, is he fit for a, a, an AFL board? I don't know. Mm. Well, he's a professional athlete. N- 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 knows knows everything about you know professionalism in sport. Understand but that's that, a big yep. tick. Lot, lot of heart on the sleeve. Lot of passion. But there's a lot of behind you know the scenes get- stuff that a board does that a professional athlete doesn't. So, I mean, I'm sure, um, you know, Rory Sloan is a fantastic athlete but mightn't be fit for a board. I mean, I don't know mm. what Leighton's It didn't quite have everyone on side is. during the Davis Cup either, so... Mm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. Not sold on this one. Mm. It's neither a pass or a farce. Well, it remains to be seen for it you. It remains then. to be seen. Okay. Uh, I think it's a pass. I think it... Oh. it, can, it, it why not? South Australian, Crows boy... Get him on there. Well, Mark Rusciuto is currently on it. I'm not yes. questioning him, but people have questioned him a lot mm-hmm. as a former player, but not really fit for a board, perhaps. So maybe is it the same with Leighton? I don't know. I'm just putting that out there. Maybe yeah. people just want to see some other people involved that aren't just straight up athletes and are maybe more fit for for board there's little, duties. There's a little whisper about Rui going around at the moment too that he Ooh. that this could be his last season. At, oh wow! At the at board level at the Crows. So if this Leighton Hewitt thing is. Uh, it to happen, then it Ooh. could be a, a straight Ooh. swap. Wow, wait. straight swap! Oh, silly season! So <laughs> silly season! There you go. Ooh, there we go. There's, nice. a, there's a there's an off field trade. <laughs> nice one, Jace. <laughs> Bang! Oh, watch this space. Right, number three. Uh, Jamie Siddons has uh, come out and uh, anointed uh, Alex Carey as uh, the uh, ideal replacement for uh, Tim Payne. So uh, Jamie Siddons being Captain Bloody Obvious. <laughs> <laughs> Pass or fast? <laughs> fast school, Jamie. Come on, we love you, mate. But I think we all know where his career is headed. Jeez. <laughs> Come on, Jamie. I think, I, think, <laughs> I, I think this pass or fast might be attributed to your journalist at the uh, Advertiser Day, oh, actually. No. I think he came with a bit of a premeditated angle of which way he wanted oh. that story to be written. And so he just hit up students oh. and said, Alex Carey, where is he at? In pain? Oh, Swap? No. Is he going to get in? And I think that's how oh, it's nice. all of unfolded. Leading question. Still had to answer the question. He did. And he got, <laughs> the, and he, and the, he got the answer that he prayed for. Oh, <laughs> still, still had to answer like, the question. It's like catching a fish when you wreck well, something and kiss yeah. it and try it back. Thank you very much. Still Thank had you to answer that. the question. No, it's a pass. Because it is. He is the net. Isn't, I know, but you said paint. pass yeah. or fast and being kept and obvious. Yeah, well, it's a pass. Not pass or fast on the comment itself. Well, of course the comment's a pass. Yeah. We well, know where it's going. And, he, and he's kept and obvious, so it's a pass. <laughs> oh, jeez. 
pass all around and uh, sack Tim Payne, get him out and bring Alex Carey in. I've, oh. I said it. I said it five tests ago. Come on, <laughs> seriously. Right, uh, number four. We know uh, the Boomers flop, big flop in mm. the, in in China. Had uh, pretty much had one hand on the gold medal and just yes. just dropped it down the toilet. Just disgrace, absolute failure. <laughs> oh. But uh, the other thing was Paddy Mills. Paddy Mills had the whole country on his shoulders. Mm. He carried the Boomers the mm. whole way. Whole way through to the semi-finals. All right, look, obviously missed the free throw that probably would have put us in the final. But uh, that aside, Paddy Mills getting snubbed for the World Cup MVP, pass or fast? Well, who got it? Was it Ricky Rubio? Ricky Rubio. Well, his team went all the way to the final. Well, they won it. So he's done a, a little bit more than Paddy Mills has already done. Not if you look at the stats. I think Paddy Mills had a better scoring percentage, didn't he? He, he, did, he, did, he did a lot of very good things. Led the led in scoring, assists, you know, assists, you know was up there. Well, probably not rebounds. Three, <laughs> three, three or four rebounds a game, yeah. S- seriously. But 40% from the three-point line, and I think it was 49% from mm, field goals. Yeah. Carrying, very strong numbers. He carried his team, and you could tell in the bronze, pretty much in the bronze medal game, uh, they shut Mills down, they shut, shut Australia down. So yeah. that's how yeah. valuable... Mm. He was, so clearly he was the most valuable player. So that's the first fast. The second fast, he wasn't even in the All-Star 5. Yeah, he that's, a fast. For that. that's a fast. That's a full fast. That. That's a fast. He should yep. have been All-Star 5 point guard and the most valuable player. So it was mm. fast as all round. Did Rubio get the All-Star point guard spot? He did. No. Oh, didn't he? No. Who did? Fournier. Oh, dear. No, that is a full-blown 150% fast. Yeah. So, fast. Fast. Disappointing. Fast. Come on, FIBA. Yeah. <laughs> Corrupt, apparently. <laughs> we know where they are. We, 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 Googled it. we Googled it. And if you don't know where they are, just ring up Andrew Bogan. <laughs> exactly yeah. where they are. He'll yell it over the phone. <laughs> Rightio, uh, last, to- uh, last one. Uh, it's, uh, it's one very, very close to it's very, it's very, it's very close to home. So uh, yesterday at the... Uh, well, for, for weeks now, for weeks now, we've... Social media in this podcast is pretty much a match made in heaven. It's it's yeah, seamless. It's seamless. It's, uh, it is. We do a very we, good we job. Do, the, the videos yesterday on Twitter and Facebook oh, went. Yes. Got a few well, comments was, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. heaps of words. Shares and yeah. they love everywhere. Not to toot our own trumpet. We're doing yeah. a good job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, for weeks, someone in this room who wears a Channel Ten jacket, J- Jason Kemp, goes, "Oh, we need an Instagram." I'll start it this week. <laughs> I'll start it this week. How many weeks ago was that? <laughs> oh, oh that was probably about round four of the AFL season. <laughs> <laughs> the press box not having an Instagram. Pass or fast? Giant. 500% fast. This man across the table here has been saying for probably half our season that it's all right, boys. I'll do it this week. I'll do it this week. Boys, I'll do it this week. I've been, I've been tired of at work, but boys, I'm doing it this week. Doesn't do it that week. We come back the next week. It's Groundhog Day. Jace, where's our Instagram fella? Lift. I'm saving it for season two, boys. <laughs> season two is going to be all. We're going to have all the works going. We're going to have Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We're going to be all over the social media. He's working on our MySpace as we speak. <laughs> But oh, seriously. Come on, Jace. Right. Right. Especially right. from a man who spends five hours a day on Instagram. 
got to admit, he doesn't mind the odd Instagram post on his story. I've never seen a man put as much up on the except Jared Walsh. He loves an Instagram story. Next in line is Jace Kemp. It's me after Walsh. He loves it. And then it, it, it does the Jace does the video of us stuffing yeah, around before we start yeah, throwing us under the bus. Great, great pre-show content yeah. for <laughs> press box Instagram. <laughs> and, and then and then halfway through the post, it's like, how do I tag the press box? Oh, oh I oh. haven't created it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, boys. All right, you have my word. He's I'll, got the... I'll start a, uh, a press box Instagram. When, when is it going to start? Oh, but next week we'll have it up. No, oh, not this week. Next, 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 next week. week. Next oh, week. Oh, next when's the next show? Next week? Next one? Yeah, next week. It'll be up and running. We generally work weekly, Jace. You're here weekly. (laughs) (laughs) We we get pushed back so late these days. I don't know what time it is, what day it is. I reckon we create it on air. We create it during the show. Boring content (laughs) and and podcast land. We're not a 101 tip sort of how to create an Instagram account. That'd be like the bloke that puts people to sleep by just (laughs) waffling for hours on end. That's meant to be a good podcast. (laughs) Apparently they get bigger ratings than us. Hey, um, we've got footy finals this weekend. We did our footy tips before, but let's tip the sample grand final where we've got it. Well, it's uh, pretty easy. It's uh, either the Bays or the Magpies. And who you got? Port Adelaide. I think Glenelg. Get it done. They deserve really? it. They deserve how? it. How? 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 How well, they how tight done? was the last one? And you, look, you spoke about how Aiden Johnson kicked three goals. I mean, he's he was a good X factor in that one. Not that he's going to take three goals off the, the score in the final, but I think, you know, Glenelg have a second crack at this. Um, Porter have had the week off. I think Glenelg have just sort of got that momentum coming. They were top all year for a reason. They, I, I want them to win anyway. I think it's a bit more want than uh, will. Ooh, want. Ooh, the want. And nah. it can shut you guys up next week as well. <laughs> now nah, Port Adelaide will get it done. Yeah. 100%. I spoke to oh, Jared Lena today. He'll probably take... He's a premiership player. He knows he, his He'll probably take... He cost us Reynolds. one. Jared Lena cost yeah, us one. He owes us one. Come, come on, the team. Yeah. We so, don't have a multi this week? Uh, yeah, we do have a multi this week. So we'll go from the Sandful. So it's two versus one. So we'll go yep, Port Adelaide. We'll yep. be into that one. Then the big Friday night blockbuster. we got the Richmond versus Geelong. Well, we said Richmond straight yeah, in. Richmond. Yep. So Richmond. So they'll go straight in. Yep. And then the Saturday night one was the Magpies versus GWS. The Pies. Pies, yeah. So there you go, two magpies, two magpies. and, and a, a tiger. tiger. There you go. Wow, that is that is bizarre. Wow. So can we have the magpies and tigers in two grand finals in two Good. weeks? There you go. Yeah, That's something. How about that? All right, a little bit of synergy to finish off the show. Great work, fellas. I look forward to seeing an Instagram up during the week, perhaps. <laughs> it'll be one of uh, it'll be one with two ice packs on both of the yeah. drivers of that sort. <laughs> so the that'll, first, be the, that'll be the first the, Instagram. No, the post. first Instagram story would be Jace in a bath. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Little boomerang of the bath salts going in, <laughs> fellas. Great work again. Uh, we will return next week as we always do on a Tuesday morning. Get on the press box, and uh, we'll see you then.